What is going on, my lovely ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. We're here for number four, Diary of a Flipper, the podcast. Now, on Thursday night, I had a chat with a lovely lady named Sam, also known as the Hammock Hustler on Instagram. She's in the middle of Alice Springs, so she doesn't have too many sourcing options. So she does a lot of wholesale stuff, which is really, really interesting, and it was really good to hear. She's also a mental health nurse, and she also specializes in those lovely vintage t-shirts that we all like to get. So I had a great chat with Sam, really enjoyed it. I could have spoke for another two hours after it, that's for sure, but uh, we were capped at an hour. Now remember, this is recorded live on YouTube. I did have some microphone difficulties, so I was running off my laptop microphone, so it's not crystal clear. And we also quite often jump over and actually speak to the chat. It was streamed live, so there is actually people asking questions while we're having a chat live. So if you're wondering why we are referring to the chat, that's what that is. If you want to see more of my uh, content, I do have a YouTube channel, Diary of a Flipper. Feel free to come over, give me a sub, give me a like. It definitely helps. Uh, I'm on Instagram too, so if you do want to get in contact with me, come over to Instagram at Diary of a Flipper, and uh, I'm always up for a chat. So uh, swing on over, give us a follow. I think we're nearly about to crack 3,000 on uh, Instagram, so very happy with that. So we better get into this one. This is Sam the Hammock Hustler. Going on, Coco. We're back. Number four. Into it again. Thanks, everyone, for coming in. Very pumped to get the next guest on tonight. So we're going to get her straight on because we've got lots to get through tonight. Here she is. How you going, Sam? Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Very, very pumped to have a chat with you tonight. Yeah, we've got lots to get through. Lots. We've got lots. So, uh... For anyone that likes a bit of the uh, vintage scene, we are going to talk a bit of vintage later. We're going to talk a bit of wholesale. We're going to talk a bit more so about Sam to begin with. That's uh, that's going to be the start of things. But we've got a heap jumping in the chat already. So we're, we're going to have to do the usual. We're going to have to get through and say good day to them. So we'll do a quick hello. Charlie's in. Excited for this one. Sam is awesome. That's right. And uh, Charlie's been doing uh, daily vlogs, so if you're not subbed to Charlie, get over. She's doing a good job, and they had their live stream today too. Uh, so make sure to get over and uh, give her a sub. Thrifty Pixie's in the house. What up, Cara? How are you, Cara? Hammock Hustler on my tally. Uh, Adam Books and Stuff, wanted to watch the lives, had the night off work. <laughs> for us. I love That's that. That's a... Uh, that's a good effort. It's high expectation. Pre-live hype. <laughs> Great reason to have the night off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, first live out of the way. They're always fun. They're always <laughs> fun. My first live went for eight hours and I was blind drunk by the end of it. So uh, at least you didn't end up in that state, Charlie. <laughs> My boy Zach's in. What's up, Zach? Uh, Scotty's in in the background. Mr. Hollywood, we've got Brad, we've got Rack Raiders, I think I've caught up, Rebecca's in, everyone's saying hello to each other, Dave's in, interrogation, what kind of channel is this? This is where we uh, get all the juicy information for our own reselling businesses, Dave. This is uh, where we build our knowledge. Meredy, how you going, Meredy? Mossy's in, good to see you, Mossy. Oz Riley's in, Leanne's in, and I think we're caught up for now. So we're going to get straight into this, Sam. Um, once again, thanks for coming on. If you aren't familiar with Sam Hammock Hustler, her Instagram page is in the description below. So um, make sure if you're on Instagram to go over and give her a follow and check out her page, especially if you like vintage goodies because uh, if you have a quick flick, you're going to see um, some pretty quality stuff in there. So uh, make sure you go over and give us some love. So anyway, Sam, for those that don't know, I'm sure 
all the ones that have come in, they're all in early and they're all itching to see you. So um, you've made a lot of friends along the way in the reselling world. But for those that don't know you, uh, who is Sam, the hammock hustler? Uh, so I'm Sam. I'm from Alice Springs. Uh, we have exactly two op shops here, one tip shop, and the next closest is 508 kilometres away in Tennant yep. Creek. And as Brad and Jazz know, you don't want to go to Tennant Creek. Uh, the next closest outside of that is Cooper Pedy, uh, which is actually in a ditch, and that pretty much summarises Cooper Pedy. Um, <laughs> so the sourcing options have been pretty limited. Uh, but, yeah, so my full-time job that brought me here is that I am a remote area nurse. Uh, I specialise in mental health. And somehow, just from being here for so long, they promoted me to the manager, and I'm probably not the most suitable person for that. I just have been here the longest, so that's kind of how it works here. <laughs> and yeah, that's I'm originally from Victoria, so it's a place to be, Victoria. Um, probably not the last few months, but uh, it's a good little <laughs> spot. <laughs> um, well, I'm so I'm over the other side of the ditch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we'll talk about, just quickly touch on the nursing. Um, how long have you been doing that? Uh, so about eight years now, yeah, yeah. which is a long time, uh, nine years mm. maybe. Uh, but, yeah, so here I've been nearly six. So yeah, started yeah. in forensic mental health, so I worked in the prisons first. Oh, yeah. I could imagine that would be uh, stressful. Do you find it? Um hard to come home from that kind of a scene to coming into the reselling and then like how do you adjust from that um because i mean you were you said you work in mental health you're a mental health nurse but mentally for you that must be challenging as well surely or could do you can you just switch off uh so the best piece of advice i was ever given at the start of my career was that when you arrive at work you leave your personal problems at the door and you become a mental health nurse and then when you leave you pick up your personal problems but you leave your work drama at work and you go home uh but certainly yeah there are days where you just want to come home and sit on the couch and wish the world goodbye but i mean reselling the items don't talk back so they're not actually draining yeah. so it's a nice little outlet to be honest so you can probably find that a little bit relaxing uh Definitely. in a sense i suppose and especially yeah. when you uh, probably stroke the cloth of the uh, old '90s t-shirts too, it's just uh, you can sit back and sit back yeah. and uh, enjoy that. So yeah. Um, so I'm aware reselling is not your only side hustle. You do have another little one on the go. Is that right? Yeah. So we've got a few things. Uh, we also do some earrings, uh, which is under the token Albert and Iris uh, handle on Instagram. Uh, so they're Australian native uh, plants. Uh, so that covers that sort of stuff. And we sell them at a market uh, every second Sunday. So that's pretty cool. We're hoping to branch out into other things in the future as well. Yeah. So that, that also make, means more time to balance things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously uh, you're very busy with sort of the, the full-time job and the two side hustles. Um, now I've seen your partner helping you out on your Instagram stories. Is this uh, kind of a 50-50 thing? Are you both in on it no. or no? No. Um, so her full-time job is a massage therapist. Uh, so she works up to 12 hours a day. Um, and to be honest, I travel a fair bit for work. So I'm away for weeks at a time uh, out in remote communities, which means I have to preload photos on my phone and then hope that we have mobile coverage so I can actually do the drafts and add the photos in, in retrospect. Um, but certainly she helps with the postage. She actually calls herself the postage queen or postage princess, one of the two. Uh, but that's, that's all uh, at this stage that she does. Uh, she says she doesn't trust herself to do the rest right uh, with all the item specifics that she constantly seems to be pulling her hair out about. But she's like, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> sourcing those, that's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you touched on uh, the two op shops. Now, yeah. obviously, that's that makes me uh, 
that makes the hairs on my uh, back stand up a little bit, and I'm sure that's going to do that to a lot that are in the chat as well. Um, how often do you actually hit them up, and do they turn over stock constantly, or is it a bit of a grind trying to uh, get a hold of the good stock out of there? So Alice Springs is really unique that people come for six months and then they buy all this stuff while they're here because they can't shop anywhere. And then when they leave, they just donate it all, which is great because there's a constant revolving sourcing of stock. But when I'm away quite a bit, uh, I obviously miss out on the prime items. And there's a lot of people here that actually just access op shops because they actually need it. And within that, when we touch on the wholesale part of it, one of the op shops is kind of my wholesale uh, source because she knows what I do and she actually puts the stuff aside for me uh, in the brands and categories that I've listed, uh, similar to what Brad and Jazz did. I actually stole the concept from them. Uh, and I go in, I pay full price. I've never negotiated prices and I just know that I can go pick it up every Saturday. Um, but that being said, they can't sell usually uh, the ripped up sort of vintage sort of stuff. So I used to volunteer every Saturday there to try and scoop that sort of stuff off the top. But uh, now that I've moved into other wholesale options, I don't do that anymore. But that was a nice like, cherry picking. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. So um, for anyone that is maybe new to reselling or lives in a remote area like yourself, um, uh, we will touch on wholesale soon. Yeah. But for other sourcing options, um, what have you, like, obviously you've just mentioned the uh, making the connection with um, the op shop, which is great. I love that. But is there any other options for you for sourcing uh, outside of obviously the op shops and the wholesale? Do you have the Facebook marketplace options, Gumtree, stuff like that? Does stuff turn up very often locally or do you have to, yep. Yeah, and so Facebook Marketplace, just before people leave, they do tend to throw it up there and they're willing to negotiate quite heavily on prices. We also have a US Army base here that's a secret and everyone who works there is a gardener, um, so they're probably just spies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but within that, <laughs> uh, they just honestly throw out stuff. They get stuff delivered on their own private, uh, like US army base type plane this is massive hawk thing that comes in every friday but they even get their own toilet paper delivered because a lot of they use australian toilet paper uh but they actually negotiate quite heavily so they i pick up nintendo wii's for 10 bucks off marketplace and stuff like that so but another good option is uh and i know that we talked about this earlier uh is actually going onto ebay and snipering some of the listings that go up or participating in auctions and I know I set reminders on my phone to try and jump in to capture stuff that uh, is on uh, eBay but I miss it so someone else hopefully picks it up at a good price to be able to then sell it on. Yeah yeah that's um, something we have chatted about because that's that is a huge part of my game too and that's yeah. I, uh, I actually honestly prefer sourcing off eBay than off shops and stuff and that's only just for yeah. And it's the same as for you, for niche categories, um, I'm able to find stuff constantly and uh, put it straight back on there. Um, and there, there is a bit of a, uh, I suppose, a knack to it because you need to have a solid experience in a certain um, certain area. And I have that in a few different things that I pick up constantly. You obviously have that in the vintage stuff. Um, is that something you'll do weekly? Like will you be sniping stuff? Obviously, you set up the reminders, but are you constantly buying stock off eBay? Yeah. Um, so you can actually set your phone up to send you notifications when something's listed in the category that you choose. Uh, and I actually have that set up for about 12 different categories. So randomly, my phone will go off and work. And with the vintage stuff, especially if the photos are bad, you have to take a chance. But I've seen like vintage Nirvana on a top heavy tag T-shirts go for $10 with $8.95 postage. And it wasn't to me because it's like a $1,000 T-shirt and I would have posted all about that. But <laughs> like someone scored and it wasn't me. So whoever it was, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, stuff like that just going on all the time. And yeah, that's really sort of, I, I like to preach it and I just say to people that sell in certain areas constantly, um, I don't think they utilise that source 
enough sometimes. Some people don't. Like I've spoken to people and they're just like, how do you do that? And I said, well, basically if you sell something all the time and you build up a knowledge base around that item, save whatever you list the title as, save it as a search and see what pops up because how many of us as resellers have actually put an item up and it's sold like that and we've actually undercut ourselves to find out later it's worth two, three, four times more. Now, other resellers are actually doing that quite often and uh, they don't realise what they have. They put it up, it doesn't last long and you've just got to get in and get it. So if you do have those safe searches on items that you know a fair bit about, it's it's such a good way to source. That's actually how I found vintage stuff. Um, I was in the Vinnies here and came across a Yeezy T-shirt, which is now I know Kanye West. At the time, I was like, oh, the graphics cool. So I ran Yeezy T-shirt into eBay and it came out like 250 And I was like, oh, okay. So I undercut the market, never thinking an item of like a T-shirt that's modern day print would ever sell for that. And it sold like that. It's like, oh, okay. So I actually typed in T-shirt and went to sold comps, highest to lowest, and started seeing 3000 3500 I was like, whoa, there is money to be made in old T-shirts. as uh yeah it's it's such a crazy market um something that i've been playing around with for the last since probably Mm -hmm. early this year and uh you've helped me with friggin' shitloads (laughs) when it comes to that stuff so uh i always appreciate that because when i don't know something you're my go-to woman and uh you've always helped me out so i do appreciate that um i'm gonna quickly swing over the chat because it's, uh, it's going mental in here. Um, Drew and Sarah are in the house. What's up, guys? Good to see you. Sam has all the goods. We're going to see some of those goods soon. He's, uh, <laughs> has a f- fair bit of them. So we got uh, Zach's dropped your link. Brad's dropped your link. So if anyone hasn't actually followed Sam, get over and have a look. Have a look at some of those T-shirts in the uh, on the wall there. Uh, you don't want to go to Tennant Creek or Kirkby. <laughs> yeah, I've never been there. Tennant Creek is the of Australia, just so you know. It's a what, sorry? Stab capital. It has a murder rate 30 times higher than the US. It's pro gun crime. Oof. Yeah, which is a scary statistic. <laughs> uh, sourcing in a ditch, that's worse than Ireland. Absolute legend, Sam. You can resell it anyway. It just takes determination. Absolutely. Definitely. And Uh Jazz also dropped Albert and Iris on Instagram. So that's your side hustle to your side hustle. Um, so if you're interested in earrings and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Robin's in the house. What's up, Robin? Good to see you. Jazz also volunteered at Alice Finney's, but it was a long time ago. That... It is something that I um, I thought about myself. Would it be worth going in for a yeah. day here? Um, yes, yeah, sort of first did stock. But I heard um, I spoke to a guy that actually did work at one of those places, and they weren't allowed to buy the stuff. Is that right? And some of the that's that's not true. You actually get fifty percent off stock. So not only do you get to cherry pick, you get it half off. Oh, that's heaven. That's <laughs> Might, uh, for someone like myself, it might be something to look into to go and do a day a week or something. And uh, for yeah, cherry picking the stock, that'd be uh, beautiful. And you're helping out a uh, a charity too, so that's good. Yeah. Um, Deb's in. Nice to see Deb. Sam's in. Been looking forward to this one. Everyone's looking forward to seeing you tonight, so that's good. Erin's uh, in. Newish here. Always miss the live shows, but I've been watching the replays. Thanks for dropping in, Erin. Good to see you. Glad you could actually catch on tonight. Um, saying good day to Erin. Modern Vintage. So I think I've caught up. Uh, Toby. Sam and Chat. <laughs> you got to play Pokemon cards with my boy. I hope he beats you, Toby. I know he'll beat you. He's, he's going to smash you on that. Smash um, Troll Toby back. <laughs> Saucy Snags is in the house again too. Saucy Snags, I love that. Um, so I did have a couple of questions on Instagram that we will get to um, if I can find them. The first one was actually off last week's guest, um, Christian Forrest Vintage. He wants to know if you flip furniture. Yeah, 
No, never. Um, well, kind of, but it was inadvertently. So we bought a couch when we first moved into this house for a hundred bucks. And then I put it up on Facebook marketplace when we upgraded the couch for 150, it sold it back to the place I bought it for, for 150. But that was an accident. So, but it's still 50 bucks, 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, and the other question was from my Aussie reselling journey. And they want to know what order that you tackle an op shop. Uh, honestly, I go to the t-shirts first. I get the biggest rush off that. And then I hit the jeans. Uh, and typically in the men's section, I find men are very generous with their donations and tend to not shop there as much. Uh, and then usually I go to the shorts and then head on over to the women's section. At last, I usually scoop through the DVDs, video games and books. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you... Uh do go so a section I don't go to. I'd never look in the women's section. Um, I've done it like once and had an awkward experience. So uh, I, I just generally don't go over there these days. But do you ever find the uh, the good quality vintage t-shirts over near the women's area sometimes accidentally placed over there? Always children, there. children, children. Yeah. So sometimes uh, you'll find that the because the sizes are smaller. People mistake them for being children's clothing. So I've scooped up some pretty good ones from in the uh, children's section, but most commonly they're snuck in the middle or out the back of an op shop. So if you can be kind to your op shop ladies and they will let you out the back. So yeah, uh, i tip there, the kids' clothes, because I don't look in kids' clothes. And uh, yeah. I, uh, I honestly, I give a quick scour as I walk past and I just look for the old school footy jumpers and that's about it. You can usually see the uh, sleeve one hanging out, but I don't go through the kids' clothes. I've never never done it. So uh, I might have to start doing that to uh, pick up some of these uh, T-shirts. One of the vintage ones I found was a Who uh, the Big Tour, which was from the 85, I think it was, concert, and that was in the children's section of a tip shop uh, because it was really small. Uh, but that was that was a really nice pickup. Uh, I wanted to pay on car, but it was a ten dollar limit, and the t shirt was fifty cents. So she had to go buy more things to be able to check out. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a score. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to get the police to recover a rental car that was being used for drug runs from Melbourne and Tennant Creek when I worked in car rental. Jesus. That's That's Tennant Creek. <laughs> 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 uh robin i started looking at men's shirts first haven't actually found anything good yet yes um to be honest i i got lucky the other day i picked up a um van halen shirt yesterday when i was yeah. out and about which i was about three weeks too late i think on that one but um yeah it was still nice but as i, I don't i think they go really quick here like we we don't we're obviously not as small as you guys over there. We we have about fifteen to twenty op shops, but um, yeah. the stuff still just gets smashed uh, so quick. It's just um, who are these op shop workers thinking? Five year old wearing nineteen eighty five Pretty uh, cool, cool five year old. That's for sure. Um, so before we get back onto the uh, t-shirt side of things, I want to talk a little bit about the wholesale and the sourcing because, um, it's as you said, it's it's hard to get items when you're limited to two op shops. And uh, a part of your game is a lot of wholesale. And I've seen photos and videos of your house covered in jeans, t-shirts. You've always got big boxes coming in. Um, how long have you been doing that for, for starters? Uh, only since about March or April this year. So it, it kind of fell on my lap, uh, which was a bonus. Uh, but certainly you, I originally started buying per piece, which is very easy to judge how much you're going to get. But when you start buying per kilo, it's not so easy. Uh, so you really have to anticipate that it's going to be a very large quantity of stuff squished into a very small box. So that's a tip. If you're going to order 30 kilos of shorts, it's going to be a lot of shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 30 kilos of shorts. It's a, uh, going to be a big day. Um, yeah. So when you do wholesale for you, it's mostly clothing, yeah? 
Uh, yeah, always clothing. I haven't been mm -hmm. able to find any wholesale connections outside of that. Although I'm sure if like the right option popped up at the right time, maybe at like an auction or something like that, then I'd jump in on that. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you utilize like auction houses such as uh, Grays Online, Lloyd's, some of those that a lot of resellers especially looked into? Do you get a lot of stuff off there? Uh, I haven't, but that's mainly because they require pickup. And we only have one auction house in town, and that's Pickles. And a lot of online auctions actually require postage per piece rather than per lot. Um, and that would just jack up the price a little bit too much. But yeah. if it was a really good lot, then I'd be willing to go in for that one. Yeah. Um, and we touched on eBay just before. Have you ever managed to snag some wholesale lots off eBay or Depop or any of these places where we sell items? No, but I have seen them go. So I've seen some, it's not so much like wholesale lots, but it's quite large bundles of things yeah. that you would constitute as wholesale. Uh, I've seen T-shirt lots of, say, wrestling tees in large quantities that have gone for a really good price. There's plenty yeah. of money going there. So yeah. I'd say it's a collector selling off their precious items and don't yeah. realise the value and that there's no really... Australian market for auctions, which is a bonus for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are you pro or con when it comes to do you like having a death pile, being in the situation you are where you can't just go out? Do you love a death pile or do you like? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Currently I am on a ordering ban because <laughs> there's probably about uh, 1,500 unlisted items in my death pile. Uh, so there's, in the shed, there's, in the middle, there's massive, there's about 52 tubs of just unlisted stock just sitting in the middle and less tubs around the perimeter that are listed items. So I'm on a ban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was recently on a, a sourcing ban myself. Um, yeah. sort of mentioned today in a, a live stream that, I kind of had two death rooms and a death shed on the go and uh, I had to get yeah. through some of that, but it's, it's, I think the pandemic's taught us that it's sometimes not a bad thing, but um, it, is, it is money sitting there not getting sold too. So I think you I need know, that even balance. Definitely. And I know Frank has been working this month to get through his money pit or death pile, whichever way you want to look at it. And he's been listing some crazy values uh, each week because he posts his daily totals, so yeah. killing it. Yeah, he is. Oh, Frank, he's uh, he's going hard. He's uh, I think he's once the garage sale trail pops up, I yeah. think uh, that's when he's going back out again. Um, do you guys get much in the way of garage sales up there? Nothing. Not really. Uh, when people are leaving town, they'll do a garage sale, but that's maybe one or two per weekend. Although yeah. uh, the best one I've ever been to was uh, it was Sunday morning and Lauren was like, oh, there's a garage sale on. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't be bothered getting up. She's like, it's a Nike-sponsored athlete having a garage sale. And you better believe I was out the door. <laughs> From that comment to me being in the car on the way there. <laughs> and I just grabbed all of the shoes and put them in the car <laughs> and threw back. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have been out there pretty quick too. Um, yeah, so at the moment, no. I actually finally went to one uh, Saturday, but it was actually shit. I got really excited. I seen the sign. I, I nearly started dribbling because I, I prefer the garage sales to the op shops personally. I love them. And I uh, yeah. haven't been to one since February maybe. So uh, I seen the sign and um, I reckon I left skid marks on the road from the uh, top when I hit the brakes because uh, it's been a while since I've seen one, but uh, unfortunately it was a bust. But uh, we get a lot here. So when I sort of see the pe people posting with the garage sale trails and stuff, it kind of feels like what it's like here all the time. Being maybe more country, it's um, – I don't know if we get more or what, but generally – from what I can gather, especially over the summer period, we probably have maybe 20 every, 20 wow. to 30 every Saturday. So, um, yeah, we're pretty blessed with garage sales. I think 
back when I was younger, like um, maybe in the 90s and the early 2000s, I think there was a big garage sale culture. I think it was just part of being a country town. It was kind of a Saturday morning uh, thing for people to do, get up and go garage sale with the family and see what goodies they can get. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, they're always there, but lately it's been absolutely nothing. So I'm looking forward to them coming back. So um, we'll just get back on the whole stuff. So I know a lot of people have asked me when I've kind of done the odd unboxing and all that sort of stuff, where do you get it and all that sort of stuff. And obviously anyone that buys this sort of stuff isn't going to give out um, where they get it because that could, if it's a, especially if it's a good one, that's uh, that's going to hinder your business and you just can't do that for everyone, unfortunately. But for someone that's new to it and actually wants to start getting into wholesale and that are interested in wholesale clothes, what tips can you give them on how to find deals, how to find suppliers, and uh, how did you get into it and how did you start to find these people without giving too much away? Yeah, so uh, I think it's about taking risks, but I think it's about taking calculated risks. Uh so if it's too good to be true, then it's probably too good to be true. Uh, I think that's very important. And I think keeping yourself safe is also very important. Uh, so if someone wants you to bank transfer, I would err on the side of caution and offer to pay the PayPal fee to be able to, because everyone has a PayPal account. Uh, so that's how I found my first vintage uh, wholesaler. Uh, they wanted bank transfer. I wasn't so keen, so I offered to cover the PayPal fee and just that genuine, I guess, show of appreciation by not trying to rip them off that 4%. Uh, that's how that grew. Uh, so they're not based in Australia. They're actually based overseas. And essentially now they kind of work for me in a different kind of VA sort of role in which they go sourcing there. We have a set price per item uh, and, yeah, some items we negotiate on and then it gets mailed over to me, which, which is a good setup and I'm very lucky to have found that one. Uh, yeah, but in terms of just like clothing, which isn't niche, I honestly started Googling <laughs> touching wholesale and went from there. <laughs> there is surprisingly a lot there, but you have to be calculated. As I said, you have to take the risk. But if they have a website, there's a good chance that they're a legitimate business. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I, I did the same. We said we touched on this um, Sunday night a little bit, well, Sunday show, and someone asked was asking about that stuff. And I was the same. That's just Googling. As silly as it sounds, but it's just it's that easy. You can find heaps. And I just kind of picked one near me and I just thought, look, we'll give this a go. And like you said, if they've got a website, they're probably going to be legit. So um, there is dodgy ones out there. And like you said, if it's in, too good to be true, it probably is. Um, there's a you got to be careful with people online because the scammers out there. And a good example was Kira. Poor yeah. Kira got scammed this week, um, or last week, whenever it was. And yeah, it's just there's some shitty people out there. Don't uh, you got to be careful, you don't get sucked in. It sucks, but um, that's kind of the risk you take, I guess. And hopefully, she can get her money back. I think she's been to the police and reported and stuff. And, I uh, really hope she can because she's actually had a tough week. There was actually another thing that she had on her story today and I was having a quick chat to her about, did you see the uh, band T-shirt that she had pulled? Did you see that? No. I've been really neglectful of Insta lately. I've been working 12-hour days. so uh, I'd like to hear your opinion on this because she had a shirt pulled. It was a uh, Bon Jovi tour shirt and it was labelled as counterfeit. Apparently, um, without proof, a certificate or her having proof of being at the concert, buying it at the concert, it's labelled counterfeit. And uh, I think she got a strike for it. Has, have you heard yeah. of that? I actually got that with a pair of jeans, surprisingly, a pair of Levi jeans. Um, and basically Levi's, uh, sorry, eBay's, not Levi's, uh, philosophy is, is the buyer's always right. And it comes back to that old school business philosophy that the customer's always right no matter if it's true or not 
Um, but certainly it requires someone reporting your item uh, and that's the only way to pick it up. There is some, certain things that are uh, covered by Vero or Vero, whatever it is, uh, which I have been striked for as well, but that was inks and I know that we were all done at the same time because I think it was maybe even 18 months ago, Brad and Jazz posted about that. But within that, uh, someone had to have reported her listing. And it maybe is someone that had the same item listed and wanted to get hers down, which is very possible. There's some pretty crappy people in the vintage area. Yeah, that's uh, that's shitty. I think mm. if you're, you're messing with someone's business, like that's how they make their income. And uh, it's just, it's, it's not good. Um, so speaking of dodginess and uh, bad deals, have you actually struck any bad deals? Uh, in, in the sense of being scammed, but where you haven't profited or you've picked up uh, shit odd. <laughs> it's just been a box full of garbage. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I made back what I invested, but certainly when you're ordering wholesale, you expect a blend of gradings. So there's going to be some A grade, there's going to be some B grade, and if you're really unlucky, you're going to get some C grade, depending on who you're buying from. Uh, but I had a lot arrive, and it was short items, uh, which wasn't great when you're spending that high amount of money. Uh, and it, the quality just wasn't there either. So uh, shirts were missing buttons, things were stained, the stains didn't come out, but... As I said, you have to take those risks, unfortunately. Uh, And I know that you had that in one lot as well where there was some stuff that you just ended up donating. Yeah, it was just so many small sizes. Um, A friend of mine purchased some from them as well and Mm -hmm. he had the same sort of issue. So just a lot of small size clothing. It was, um, yeah... The only large and XL clothing that we got was damaged. So yeah. and the rest, anything in good condition was small, which we all know is usually a slow mover. So, um, yeah, you avoid them ones straight away and <laughs> what do you do? You'll find that those wholesalers actually resell themselves, so they take all the nice stuff off the top. So you have to find those bigger companies that just genuinely move tons and tons of stock every week because they're not stealing off stock, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how often would you bring bring a wholesale lot in? Is this just are you constantly looking for new suppliers? Like, obviously, you've got this um, person, but you're always looking, and you're always got stuff. Because I've seen you'll have something come in, and then a week later, there's more. It just yeah, seems like kilos in Darwin <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> uh, uh, so, probably for the last. I'd say four weeks, we've probably had about 200 kilos come through the door, hence the ban, because <laughs> we haven't even processed all of it yet. Uh, and there's another 25 kilos in Darwin on the way down. But within that, I think that it's better to be on top of the ball and not miss those opportunities, because if you miss those opportunities, you don't know when they're going to come back again. Like if you're importing, and especially in today's climate, like the UK is just shut down. So there's a good chance that if you're going to be ordering from a UK wholesale supplier, they're not going to be able to actually send your item at the moment. So it's good to have that stock on hand or in transit. Yeah. Have you um, done any imports from international wholesalers yet? I have. I, um, it's only small stuff, though. I actually, similar sort of situation to you with the person you've been in contact with, but I actually had someone contact me through Depop and mm. just said, I've got a bunch of stuff. Um, I see you sell similar sort of stuff. Would you be interested? Got talking. I made sure it was all legit. Um, like you said, it was all through PayPal and uh, added them on Facebook, on our personal profiles and just, yeah, I was really, really cautious with it, just being on Depop and, at the time, I didn't use Depop a lot. I still probably don't. Um, but, yeah, that's that's the only sort of stuff that I've actually had brought in. So um, oh, that's something I will look more into, though, because uh, there's definitely definitely some good stuff out there. I have looked at wholesalers 
internationally, but I haven't actually pulled the trigger yet. I will uh, give you a word of warning that there is an import tax and you have to pay GST if it comes to over 2000 Australian dollars. And that's based on what's declared. So if the exchange rate goes in down, you have to be quite clever. So I recommend ordering smaller lots. It can end up more in postage, but you save that extra 15% on fees when it comes to Australian soil. Yep. Yeah. Good, tip. good, good bit of advice. Um, and then before we actually, we're, we're at 38 minutes already. It's absolutely flying along the time and I don't even know where the chat's gone. I, I have, I've neglected the chat again. But if you do have any questions for Sam, please drop them in and I'll uh, I'll skim through and see if I can find them. And right. um, I'll do, do that in a minute. So if you've got any questions, fire away. But while we're talking wholesale and uh, importing, have you looked at um, websites like Alibaba and stuff like that? Do you buy off anything like that? I don't even know what that is. Well, there you go. You don't buy off that then, do you? <laughs> um, it's still free to tell me what that is. <laughs> yeah, there's a, I, I haven't, uh, I've been kind of looking into it myself and I haven't done any purchases off it. But I know Samson does, um, he's done it on his videos where he imports stuff off Alibaba in bulk lots, sends it over and then parts it out and sends it on eBay. So um, something I've kind of briefly looked into, but I think, Brad and Jazz said something the other day. They were doing a bit on there. I think it was them. Someone, someone else was saying they were looking into it. But um, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't pulled the trigger on it myself. I haven't actually. I suppose I haven't looked into it real deeply. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. Uh, a lot of websites. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sam is for real one of the most resourceful sellers I know. I'm scared to think outside the box and make shit happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and trailer, pick and film myself because New South Wales and head to other states. Love it. What do we got? Let's see back in through it. Looking forward to Poor Kira. Yeah, definitely is uh, so shitty. She had a real rough week. Took my van tees off eBay this morning after Kira's post and moved them to Depot. Yes, um, I think it was just the tour, tour shirts that they were. I wouldn't take them off. Like, honestly, I sell far more items on eBay that's vintage than Depop, and everyone on Depop wants to negotiate on price. And there's no international sales for me on Depop, whereas on eBay, uh, someone bought a T-shirt off me for five hundred dollars two weeks ago, so that's not going to happen in Australian markets, unfortunately. That went to Honolulu, which was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, first time I've sold there, so that was nice. <laughs> uh, you got to prove that it's from the eighties. Now, oh, good luck with the antiques then. Um, totally random. Yeah, so. The same, we'll start to touch on the vintage stuff because we're 40 minutes in, we've only got 20 to go. So, um, and that's something that I think people are hanging to talk about and hear, hear you talk about. Um, and what I want to know is there are fakes yeah. and there's bootlegs. What's yeah. the difference? So a bootleg is usually something that's made at the same time. Uh, so think back in the day when you went to concerts at, say, the MCG or Rod Laver Arena, and there was the official merchandise within the stadium. And then outside, there was those people selling stuff on the street. So it's from the same era, but it's not on, say, the standard Top Heavy or Gildan tag. And it will still have the tour dates and stuff on the back, but it's certainly not uh, the original item, unfortunately. So they then, do sometimes still hold a lot of value, if not yeah. more. And, uh, yeah, well, that was a bit of advice you gave me there one day about uh, an item I had, and you said, well, if it's bootleg, it could actually be worth more. So, yeah. so, and then with a fake, a fake is a reproduction that is made to look like it's from the uh, 90s. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, so I have one currently up for sale. So it's the same print, uh, but within that, it doesn't actually have any of the standard uh like single stitching on the arm or on the base or the air quick tags. So most often they come out or 
So think like a Led Zeppelin or a Jimi Hendrix like you're wearing currently. Uh, they'll come out on the uh, – and there'll be usually a date on the back, but it will be S and a number on the back in brackets of the tag, and it will say like 018 or – 09 or something like that so that's usually mm -hmm. what indicates that it's a replica sometimes and more cheekily places like ganda get uh i think i have one actually so this was mine before i started reselling so oh, there we go i'm just getting so on full screen dark side of the moon t-shirt and it's on a vintage tag, size 10, but it's double stitched on the sleeve. And it's not even a bootleg. I actually just picked it up from Ghana <laughs> uh, in Melbourne recently. So it is paper thin. They do a pretty good job of trying to replicate vintage items, but the modern days, uh, sorry, the vintage stuff doesn't actually have anything that says vintage on it because it wasn't vintage at the time, it was actually quite modern. And a lot of the stitching's different, even on the neckline, the stitching's very different. Uh, so, if you will, the one that I got from Retro Rescuers, the Hello, uh, Hello Kitty, the Ren and Snippy one. So you've got the traditional top heavy tag, and because it's white, you guys probably can't see it. But see how this stitching here is the same as the stitching here on the neck, neckline, on so both sides the same but on yep. a lot of modern sort of replicas it's different along the back there so it's a nice thick band but just to confuse matters some of the vintage stuff has the same sort of back tag uh back stitching but it's different on the inside trim it's much smaller so yeah them to compare so the different stitching and i've sent pictures to brad in the past so i've got them somewhere on my phone but the picture uh sorry the stitching on the um trim of the sleeves and at the base and it doesn't actually have to be both just to be even more confusing is that the top and bottom can actually be different uh but that's definitely what a single stitch looks like and very cool is back in the day they used to date everything so Usually the modern repos don't have the date down the bottom, but nowadays they do. Uh, sorry, the olden days they actually put the date there. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Very handy to know um, for anyone that's uh, looking to get into the game. Some knowledge bombs there for you, and that's how you're going to tell them apart. Now, uh, quickly, uh, they've actually got tags on the stuff from the 80s as well they didn't have those material tags yeah i'm still back in the chat where they're talking about um pulling stuff off so i'm <laughs> fair way behind so i might actually skip down a bit and just see if there was any questions i can see some questions here so we'll go through them yeah that's asked a couple yeah, Zach's got a couple there. I think I'll go back to the top. We've got uh, from Brad, what is your best find to date? In the wild, uh, probably, to be honest, the Foo, uh, that big tour one that I mentioned before, the 85 tour, just because it cost me 50 cents, and it was the first, like, big one, and I sold that bad boy for 350 bucks. Uh, so that, that felt really nice. Uh, but more recently, I've been pulling out some really nice... Uh, so at the moment, on trend is more Disney stuff, uh, like think Aladdin, nice graphic prints and stuff like that. So I've been pulling a lot of those from in town, to be honest. Uh, so that, that's been nice. It's been really nice. Cara wants to know, who is your favourite South Australian reseller? <laughs> that's not fair. There's a lot of you guys. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to plead my right to silence on that one. <laughs> well, we'll be down there at the end of the month so and into December, so I'm coming down for like three and a half weeks. So I'll see you guys down there. Nice. Yeah, some good eggs down there. Uh, 
Adelaide's yeah. a bit of a, I'd say it's a rough, rough end of Australia, but there's uh, some good eggs, good eggs in that basket. <laughs> uh, Scotty's asking if there's any vintage toy lots like Transformers, G.I. Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that being in a remote place. I'd say there is. Uh, to be honest, I know very limited about that. I picked up a Furby, like, 95 bag, it's like a backpack bag, uh, and Matt uh, had actually sold one and he saw my list uh, my story on insta and he reached out and he was like that's gonna sell for 100 bucks but apart from that really tokenistic stuff that i remember from my childhood i don't even go in the toy section it just screams overwhelming trouble for me (laughs) yeah uh maddie what did you do before reselling and if you weren't reselling what do you reckon you'd like to do uh so i before reselling and still currently, I'm a mental health nurse. Uh, Manny Mrs. Star, I guess. But within that, even when I transition away from work, I think I will probably still do nursing one day a week at least. There will be some consistent income at least. And if I wasn't reselling, I'm not sure what I'd do, to be honest. it's I really enjoy it. There's that environmental component. I really try to limit waste. Like we try to order things in because there's like limited shopping opportunities here as well but most of the stuff that you can get here comes in and it's frozen or it's uh covered in plastic so we try and order stuff from like bulk source foods so it limits that plastic consumption into the environment and stuff like that so i'll probably go still down that eco route but i don't i don't know what it would be to be honest do you see yourself always living in alice springs or are you going to come back to Victoria or are you going to go somewhere else? I was meant to have moved to SA uh, this year, but the pandemic really put a halt to that. Uh, so I've lived in Victoria, Queensland, Alice, WA, Alice, Queensland, Alice, and I was meant to go down to SA. So optimistically I'll be joining the, joining the SA crew next year, but that kind of depends on what happens in terms of uh, the pandemic, because we just can't recruit with everything that's happening at the moment. So I don't want to leave that team even shorter than it already is. That would just be really unfair. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that sums you up perfectly, looking out for everyone else before <laughs> doing what you actually want to do. That's, uh, that's the type of person that I've uh, come to discover you are. So um, hats off to you for that. Uh, Zach is asking... Looking to sell wholesale lots to Aussie resellers from your contacts? Uh, maybe. So I'm trying to network something at the moment. If that's the case, then yes, potentially. Uh, that's something I'll be looking into. But as I grow the scale, then, yeah, there, there will be small lots available for other people. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much vintage stuff in my shed at the moment that's just sitting there unlisted that it would be nice to be able to get that to someone that would list yeah. because sometimes when I'm working 12 hour days, I just don't. <laughs> and then if I miss one day, then it turns into a week. <laughs> uh, I think Maddie's had a few frothies tonight because he's asking <laughs> the same question again. <laughs> We've already touched on that, Maddie. But, um, uh, there's a question here from Zach, which is something I wanted to ask you too. And uh, what are the tags to look out for, for example, Guild and Top Heavy? Um, uh, give us your top five and then give us two underrated tags that people aren't, might not be aware of. See how you go. Uh, so some of the bond, so underrated, some of the Bond stuff uh, that's made in Australia, they did a really select run of Disney slash Looney Tunes stuff. Uh, back in the early 90s to mid-90s. And they, they're still around, obviously. And they've got Popeye and stuff like that on them. But they do really well and they're really on trend at the moment. But people really underestimate Bond stuff comparatively to the bigger stuff. So some of the bigger ones are top-heavy. Like Zach said, that was a big Aussie one. Uh, but another underrated one would be a, a changes tag. And that one's from the US, but I've only ever had a couple. It's kind of like the Tony's. Do I have it here? Can't, probably can't hear me coming off mic. Um, 
Yes. So in all the t-shirts I've sold, I have only had this tag twice out of all of them. So that's a very underrated one. I don't, this one's on the Tales of the Crypt, which I know you really like. Whoop, this is doing things in reverse is quite difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so I know you like that one. So that one I actually scored from Insta um, from one of the other resellers, but that was that was a nice one. And I've only seen that take twice, so I'm going to go that's another underrated one. But uh, they're top-heavy. Uh, let's see, what else? Liquid Blue is another one that goes really, really, really well. Uh, so they they covered all sorts from the Grateful Dead all the way through to just all over kind of printed T-shirts. Even Gildan, as long as it's not the modern spring paper, kind of, not paper, but they're like paper-thin plastic ones, not the ones that are doubled over, they do quite well, the doubled over ones. So, yeah, uh, what else? There's so many. <laughs> They're all cool fruit of the looms because they covered a lot of sporting stuff and that that does well. And on the sporting one, I'll probably put the other one as a starter jacket, uh, mainly because I got that one off Brand Jazz and I've had a lot of Atlanta Olympic stuff come through on nice, beautiful starter tags that had those beautiful buckles that I think even you commented on one of them that I had on Depop. Might have been you, might have been someone else. I think I did, but uh, I can't remember now. A sports jacket, yeah. Yeah, I love that uh, those starter jackets. They're uh, bloody awesome. Um, I'll just see if there's any more questions. Be collected. Good Delta tag. Through the loom, yeah, so much to learn, absolutely. Um, and one bit of advice that you gave out on Instagram that stuck with me ever since I read it was if you see a tag that you're not familiar with, do your research on it. Yeah, so there's a difference between a modern Adidas tag than a vintage Adidas tag. And I hate to think how many I incorrectly listed in the past for like 20, 30 bucks and someone snarked it and sold for 100, 100. There is a huge difference. Even with the Nike swoosh and the different color ticks, I, you could spend an hour just talking about that. There's the different colors from different years. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I've always just, when I read that, I've just kept that on board. And if I see something I'm not familiar with, I always, always do my research now. Um, so we're nearly at the hour, so we're, we're about to cut it off. I want to talk because you sell a lot of band T-shirts. What are some bolo bands? Now, I know certain bands go for crazy money and you've discussed with this this with me in the past with some of the stuff I had kind of told me, but um, what are some of the bolo bands that you've come to come across in the vintage uh, universe? So that $3,500 T-shirt that I spoke about earlier in the part, uh, that was an Iron Maiden 80s T-shirt, so... And you actually pulled one out of the wholesale lot that as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's going to make dope money. <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> low. Uh, anything Metallica, especially like 90s Metallica, that will just fly out the door for insane money. Any of that sort of 90s, either metal or random old school punk, uh, that would do really well. I've had items that have come through that like Born Against, I hadn't even heard of them. So I Googled them because there was nothing listed on eBay at all. And they were around for maybe 12 months. And for some reason, they were still highly desirable. And that walked out the door as soon as I listed it. It was to Australia too, which was even more confusing. I just put punk in the title. So it just, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. But that, that's like the uh, 80s punk or metal that will walk out your door. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, thanks, Zach. Smash that thumbs up. We'd appreciate that. 
And uh, if you're not subbed to me, give us a sub and go over to Instagram and give Sam a follow. The link is in the uh, bio below. I think a couple of guys have dropped it in the chat. So if you do want to give her a follow, um, definitely do that. Um, so we'll, we'll finish up on uh, just some keywords. If you are listing a band T-shirt that you find, a single-stitch shirt, it's uh, on your, your Delta tag. Um, what are some keywords that you want to put in there for the shirt? Is it? I see a lot of people with the obviously the word vintage. Do you want to add the single stitch? Do you want what's some other keywords that you'd put in there? I would put single stitch if I had enough words, but if not, I would. It's not a priority. Uh, vintage, the band name, the size, or obviously men's t-shirt is also very important. Uh, the size, and then afterwards, I usually put the tag because uh, some people just collect tags, which is crazy. But within that, then at the end, I would put the genre of music. So whether it's rock or punk, I would actually rate that above within single stitch. And I would finish off with like 90s or 80s, not the specific year. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That works yeah. really well out of all the things I've tried and tested. Yeah, cool. Drifters, thrifters are saying, Hanson is Bitcoin now. You sold any Hanson? Uh, I couldn't sell a Hanson. I sat on that bad boy for six months and ended up selling it for what I paid for it. <laughs> they, don't, they don't move. <laughs> Not for me anyway. <laughs> uh, I once tried to look up a Nike vintage tag being erected and stuck in a porn loop. Yeah. Uh, so, Jazz, I will send you a link to a, a very good resource for Nike's tags that does not redirect you to a poor loop. <laughs> oh, yeah. but so uh, when Sam sends you that link, Jazz, can you send me the link that you had for the porn loop and I'll uh, have to watch that one for you. <laughs> Sharing. Uh, that, that's interesting, a porn loop. For, yeah. So um, I think you I think you had on uh, your – Zach's dropped your link in there too, so thanks, Zach. Um, I th- I think it was on your Instagram. You actually put up a list of the different tags. So you did. So um, because I did go back to that at one point. So that's by decade, uh, by era, isn't it? It is, uh, but it's for US tags. So I've not been able to or keep stock for long enough or really uh, to take the time, to be honest, to build an Aussie one. Uh, but certainly there are people in Australia that are working towards doing that. So that would be hopefully a public resource sooner rather than later. Beautiful. So right. we're going to end that here. We've hit the hour. Uh, thanks very much for everyone coming in. We've had uh, we've got 25 still hanging around, so thanks very much for that. Um, Braden's been here, but he forgot to say hey. So thanks for dropping in, Braden. It's good to see you, mate. We're going to end. Well, first I've got one last question, and is that do you like a VB? I like all beer, but VB, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's gone to two all. That's gone to two all. That's, uh, that's a bit disappointing. But anyway, I had to ask. And we're going to finish. I've been doing a little bit of a quick fire. So we're going to do right. this and then we're going to get out of here. So thanks very much for coming on. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining in. And uh, make sure to get over and give Sam some love on Instagram. So here we go. Gildan, Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. Depop or Facebook? Or Depop. Op shop or wholesale? Wholesale for quantity, op shop for special items. Jeans or T-shirts? Jeans. Nursing or reselling? Uh, At the moment, reselling. (laughs) Barbecue or a Sunday roast? Barbecue. Beautiful. Thanks very much, Sam. Thanks, everyone. We will get you back for the reseller wars. That's coming up the next couple of weeks. I've been pumping it and uh, we're going to get you back. We might even be able to get Lauren on for uh, reseller wars if she's interested. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun with that. So that's about, that's still about two to three weeks away, but uh, I will be back here next week. I do have a very special guest coming on next week that might not be too familiar with uh, a lot of the resellers may not know him that well. So um, really pumped to get him on and it'll be a very unique chat. So uh, pumped for that. So make sure to smash the thumbs up and the sub Sunday. I think our boys chat will be on this channel. I'm pretty sure we're going to be here. So um, I'll talk to you all then. Thanks very much. We're out. There you have it. 
That was a chat with Sam, the hammock hustler. If you want to go and follow Sam on Instagram and find out more about those lovely vintage T-shirts, you can find her at hammock hustler on Instagram. Now, if you want to find my other socials, as mentioned, I'm on YouTube and Instagram and this podcast on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud. Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, I'd appreciate if you could leave me a review. It really helps boosting this little uh, podcast. I have some plans with it to have podcast-only content that won't be on YouTube. So stay tuned for that, and we'll continue to do these interrogations Next week, I'm excited to announce that I'm going to have someone that isn't actually a reseller, but they are a Pokemon card investor. So I'm going to get DJ known as Addict Me, Addictive Me on YouTube. Uh, Really looking forward to that chat. So that will be out on podcast next week. If you do want to watch it live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. on my YouTube channel, Diary of a Flipper. Anyway, I'll stop rambling. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. There's been some good feedback for this podcast, so we're going to continue doing it. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Okay, cheers.